Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Feather and Fern. Tonight, we are coming to you live from Grouse Camp. We are coming in from the beautiful Upper Peninsula, Michigan, at the Two River Resort. Got to give you a big shout out to Jen and Tim. Like, awesome accommodations. The, ca the cabins are great. Like, if you like a rustic cabin that really, like, you get all the amenities that you need. Like, we have a shower. We got two beds. But... <clears throat> you get the wood feel behind you as you can see like they're rustic cabins and it's awesome like it's the true up north feel it is it's great and we're in the hunting cabin so we're surrounded by artwork like you got like right when you walk in like i posted a reel yesterday i don't know who watched it or didn't watch it which i hope you're watching my stuff if you're I listening did. to my show i watched it i appreciate that man that's good it, i liked it i really appreciate that you walk into the cabin there's like there's a big set of moose antlers big set of moose antlers it's great so huge shout out to the two rivers. It's great. I'll, I'll toss the link in here if anybody's interested in coming up. But this is the first episode ever for Feather and for Alive. Live. We're going live. We are live. We're doing it. It's, it's total after hours. I mean, I got the chocolate lab porter. We brought <clears throat> Mr. Bandit to Grouse Camp. As, any, as you know, like my lab passed away a few years back. So he comes every year to Grouse Camp in the form of a delicious beer. We miss Bandit. Bandit was a rock star. Bandit was a good dude. Bandit was, he was one of the best, man. He's the OG of Girls Camp. We got one more OG passed out on the bed over there. Yeah. Uh, uh, she, yeah, she done. 
Mine's passed out on the bed too. I mean, Ember's this is her thirteenth year. She's yeah, she was with us from the start. That's the whole reason that we started doing this is you know, I was into grouse hunting, you were into duck hunting, and I go, Hey, come up north, you show me how to duck hunt. I'll show you what I know about grouse hunting, which at the time was not a whole lot of anything, but we just hit the we hit we put Miles on the boots and that Miles on the paws and we found yeah, birds we and we good. started to figure it out. I, I shot the first bird the band had ever flushed. You sure did. <laughs> you sure did. Then he made a heck of a retrieve on one you shot over the swamp. That was the same. That was the same bird. Was it the same bird? It was the same bird. That yeah. He flushed it. You were like, "What is that?" Came yes. over towards what, me. What I is that? <laughs> I shot it. Bandit went over and got it out of the swamp. That was one of those years where the swamp was real wet and. I mean that dog could hunt dead. That dog could God. hunt dead. That dog hunted dead like I mean, I've, I've never hunted with a dog that was just he, that was that was his jam. Like he was oh, yeah. just I mean bandit dead bird and he was just bonkers. Like he oh. wouldn't stop till he found it. I mean, no, he, nose of the grindstone. He, he just find it. I mean, even if he started local work, work a little bit off, you bring him back, dead bird, and he was right, like, same area, just as much enthusiasm. Like, he yep. did not give up on a yeah. bird. I'm kind of, I feel bad that I shot the first bird the bandit ever flushed, but. No, man, that's awesome. Somebody had to shoot him. Someone had to. He like, I, I probably would have shot at it and missed, and you'd look back and be like, what's wrong with you? I saw I that look numerous times. I actually them. can't believe that I shot it. <laughs> to be honest with you, the way I shoot these days. And then. As everyone has known, Steve's been on the podcast a couple times. We had our Grouse episode. He was on my birthday episode. But a new member to the podcast. Yeah, newbie. First year at Grouse Camp is Steve's son, Mr. Trent. Mr. Trent. How old are you? 11. 11 years old. First year. So he's up. Today was his first, uh, not really your first romp in the woods because we've gone down home for Woodcock. A little bit, but his first taste of the uh, actual grouse camp that we've become kind of accustomed to. Every year, it's the same, but it changes. Yeah, we change locations, we change what we stay in. You know, some years is the camper, some years is the cabin. Mr. Armando, what is going on? He's another host. He's got the Bass Kayak and Beers, I think it is. Nice, Beers nice, Bass nice. Kayaks. Boy, man, I should probably know the name of your show. I do. I just can't think. I mean, yeah. a couple whiskeys, a couple beers. It's after hours. Like, we put, I think, last I looked, I think Pippa did 11 or 12 miles today. Yeah. I mean, we hunted in the rain. We hunted in the yeah. snow. It's like 30 degrees. <laughs> we quit early today. The conditions were not favorable by any stretch of the imagination. No, it was wet. Everything was wet. In the morning, it was... Morning was good. Morning was better. <clears throat> Birds were still in the trees, though, when we got out, which yeah. is, I couldn't believe that. Like, I couldn't believe the birds were still roosted. This We got in the woods about 9.30 Eastern time. Yeah. I mean, like, the sun was up. It was good. But the birds were still in the tree. Like, we're, the dog's all birdie. And I'm like, what? There's nothing. And all of a sudden, the bird flushes from the tree. I'm like, this this, this ain't right. Like, what, what are you still doing in the trees? Like, wake up. Get moving. Yeah, that was a bit of a... When I've seen it before, so it's it's not like a huge surprise. But every time I see it, I'm like, "What are you right doing up there yet?" Like it's and it wasn't the weather. Like 
it rained yesterday. It dried out overnight. Like I figured for sure they'd be out of the trees in the morning getting their feet on before before that snow came. The conditions in. were beautiful this morning. Agreed. Everything had dripped out of the trees. Everything was dry. We woke up this morning. The vehicles were dry. We're like, this ain't bad. And I think I jinxed it because we were walking out of that first spot, and I'm like, oh, they said it was supposed to like rain and snow today. It hasn't done that. I'm like. No sooner did I say that, all of a sudden a couple flurries come down, and it's like, oh. And then it the never... second the second spot. I mean, it was snowing so hard at one point. I'm like, like in the woods, and we were in some thick stuff. We were in a thick tag elder swamp at that point, and it was thick. That's probably the thickest trench I've ever probably been in. And you got the snow coming down, and it's almost dizzying at that point. It was like it's vertigo ish. Okay, yeah, I came down to a little point, and I told Trent, I'm like, man, this is like almost motion sickness. You got all that snow, like there's, it's thick. It's like driving in the snow, you know, right. you're driving your car into the snow at night and you got, you know, snow is coming down. And you're like disorienting a little bit, but. We moved birds there though. We did. Like, it was weird though. I mean. We moved some birds today. Like we've talked about woodcock hunting. I'm a big woodcock hunter. We, we chase woodcock. We love it. And these were some of the goofiest woodcock I've ever hunted. Like if the guys that run, like run woodcock know. They're known to hold extremely tight. Like they don't, they don't fly. Like unless you kick them in their butt, like they don't move. And right. These things were more spooky than grouse today. Yeah, they were they were freakish for some day. I don't, I don't, I don't know why. Was, I don't know. Like in, in a in a weird area that I wouldn't think to find woodcock. Relatively either. dry under pines. I mean, it wasn't kind of on the edge of that little lake back there. So I mean, it was closer to water, but yeah, that way is, up on the hillside and in pines and just not where I would think to. And the snow was coming down. So I could see him taking some cover, but I mean, we've hunted snow, snow Mm -hmm. and they haven't been under pines like that before. Yeah. Very weird. Really weird. Dogs couldn't get anywhere close to him. No. Like the dogs were crazy birdie and birds were flying. Mm -hmm. I'm like, they're flushing wild. This is weird. A lot of old points. A lot of dogs didn't see him fly. And then they're pointing and you're like, yep. Go. We got to go. We got to go. That one already went. Find the bird. But man, that was weird though. Like I've never hunted. I've never hunted woodcock that were that spooky. But then we switched spots. Either. Then we switched spots, and we had woodcock holding ridiculously tight. Yeah, Pip had that one at the end of the day. That was yeah. That one held really, really well. Of course, we all whiffed on it, but I will say my second shot had a nice big pine tree right in my way, like full view pine tree. I would make an excuse, but I, I don't have one. <laughs> I have no excuse on that first grouse today, though. That was like, I, I should have shot that thing. Like, you don't get a more layup shot than what I have. I should have shot all my birds that I That's true. today, but I don't know if there's actually any uh, shot in the shells that I'm currently shooting them. Is that the problem? Um, Did you forget to load shot in your shells? I don't, I don't know. It says they're sixes. I don't know. I'm not buying it, though. I don't know. Maybe they're blanks. Maybe they're training rounds. I got to have some kind of... Just some 209 primers and a pistol. There got to be some kind of reason why I miss those. It's you always know? the arrow. It's never the Indian. That first grouse that went up today, like, that was a layup. Like, I should have... That was... That should have been a dead bird, for sure, but... You'll have that. <clears throat> I wasn't expecting it, though, either. Well, our barrels were full. Okay. We hadn't warmed up the barrels yet. I'll go with it. <laughs> I'll go with it. <clears throat> Cold barrels. So I gotta know though, Mr. Trent. Trent. Yeah. What'd you think for your first day of grouse hunting? Um, it was pretty good. 
Just pretty good. Pretty good. Like, Modi made it better. Bird in your hand. Yeah. Yeah, we tried. We did try. How about the dogs? What do you think of the dogs working? They worked pretty good today. Ember's still a rock star. For, I mean, she still put some miles on them paws for being 13. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's still got some wheels on her. She's a bit slower than she paces herself, I guess, which is nice because then I get a little bit more time out of her. But sure. It's uh, what do you expect out of a 13 year old dog, you know? She's still hitting the ground. She's I mean, still, I know. I, don't, I mean, banded at 12, he, he's gonna get retired. Like his hips didn't have it anymore. Still, still yeah. be hunting at 13. That's impressive. Yeah, and she's she's definitely tired now. She's done. Oh, my dog's passed out on her bed. She doesn't even want to move. She hasn't even come over here yet to see what's going on. <laughs> they're, they're probably both as happy they're dry now. But you know, I got to give your dog. I mean, for 13 years, I mean, she's been deaf. She was born deaf. Yep. So to hunt girls <laughs> like this, but you know, like. Thinking about that right now, like we're over here doing the podcast, and she's just like, it don't matter. No, I can't hear a dang thing. She's passed out. Just yeah, she's passed dead over there. out. So she's, yeah. I mean, for my first bird dog, I just, I can't, I didn't know what I was getting myself into with her. I didn't know much about training. I didn't know much about grouse hunting or pheasant hunting or anything. I didn't even really know about Woodcock at that point. I remember nope. the first time we flushed Woodcock, we were both looking at each other like, the hell was that? So, everyone, if you can hear the cars in the background, just a little <laughs> side note. We are right on the corner of the Northwoods or North Northern Michigan. or so, There's a rally uh, race up here today. Northern Michigan rally something or i don't know yeah there's a rally race tonight so after this we're actually going to go yeah. check out the night stage we're hoping to catch ken block travis pastrana like like there's some large names up here so right after this we're going to jump in the truck and go mm -hmm. go check out the race you know pull up a little corner of the grouse woods sure right watch them big spotlights come at us i hope so hopefully we get to I catch think, the tail end of it we i'm should. hoping so even if we don't <clears throat> that's not going to make or break grouse camp but what did you say earlier, Trent, about the food? Man, the food's amazing. Food? Oh, yeah. We don't, we don't mess around. We don't mess around with food around here. I mean, we, we yeah, like I said, first night, okay, frozen pizzas. I show up late. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, Almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It, it is what it is. Beers and pizza, which is... Fine, but yeah, I mean, and I bought decent frozen pizza. It only it only gets better, you know. Right from there. I mean, I mean, this morning we started out with taters and sausage on the skillet or on the griddle. Yep. 
with some scrambled, scrambled eggs, eggs courtesy, nice big breakfast. Courtesy of Trent. Then dinner, though, a whole venison backstrap rolled up in a pinwheel with pesto and mozzarella cheese, <clears> really good seasoning, and the smoker. That was good. And then you had smoked potatoes for the first time. Mm -hmm. And those are tasty. Trent was a fan of the smoked taters. Yeah. Trent liked the venison as well. He did prefer his hot dog, but he did like the venison. The hot dog was also smoked, though. It was. Yeah. A nice cherry red one. So we done. even we even step up the hot dog game. <clears throat> we do. Around here. Then tomorrow night's the signature dish. Oh, yeah. Smoked brats. Smoked brats. Bell peppers. Onion. Onion. All, all, all mashed up on the griddle. On the griddle. Yeah. Saute it up. Probably do smoked potatoes again. Some butter. Oh, man. It's going to be good. That's kind of a staple now. That's become kind of a... This will be the third year in a row with that dish. Yeah. We never made that. We didn't until we started camping. Yeah. Once we started camping, we, we were doing that one. That's a good one, though. And that just was random, too. There's never any leftovers. Because I'd started smoking brats. I'm like, <laughs> man, I'm going to bring these brats and we're going to smoke them. And then you had the idea, like, let's mix it with some peppers and skillet. Or the griddle. Absolutely. Can't go wrong with that. That was good. Like, if you want a simple meal, we got Paddle and Finn Podcast tuning into Paddle and Finn Podcast saying oh, the venison's delicious. Imagine that. Venison is pretty yummy. Venison is delicious. I'm impressed that the podcast is posting while the podcast is playing. I mean, that's impressive. I don't know who that is. Who's in charge of that? Well, Brian Schiller's in charge, but who's, who's the top dog at the Paddle and Finn? Well, we're good podcast. That's Brian and Schiller. He's the boss man. And he just next time you meet him, just call him boss man. Be chill. Be chiller. That's be, his, be chiller. Be yeah, chiller's right. his Instagram. Yeah. You follow him? Uh, I I don't know. You can just say no. It's okay. Not everybody follows Brian. I mean, they should, because I've <laughs> been on a podcast with him and have I met I don't think I've ever met him. I don't think you have. No. No, but if we fire up a deer camp, he's coming. He's in. He's already said it. Oh, well. So then you will. We could, we could, we could, maybe a next year conversation. Yeah. Bring back the deer camp. Because we used to do the, we used to do the duck slash grouse camp, which turned into grouse camp. Then we also did the deer camp. Mm -hmm. We did the deer camp for many years. And that was always a good time. Like, again, yeah. definitely revolved around food. When, oh, when did we start that? Because we started grouse camp, and what did we figure? That was... 2009. 2009. Uh-huh. So you must have maybe started in... 10. 10? 10, yeah. Because that first year I hunted with my... What is now my ex-in-laws. I hunted at Grandpa's, at grandpa's property. Down point. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe you came in 10 then. And I brought Parker with. That wasn't for 2010, that wasn't. Maybe that was 11? Yeah. Parker only made it once, but that is correct. He only did make it once, but he did get a sweet knife from Mitch. He did order up a knife. I remember that. He's he did alligator sheath. I don't remember what wood he went with. I don't, know. I don't remember either. Do you still have that thing? Either? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't see him getting rid of that. We'll have to confirm that. I hope he still has it. Well, if he's going to get rid of it, he better sell it to one of us. Oh, absolutely. That's got to stay in the family. It's got to something you can't get mitch knives anymore i know i have one it's cherished the gapple blade 
Yeah, speaking of which, I get there might be a conversation for after the podcast. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, I didn't tell it. No. Okay. I might as well just tell you now. So I had that one knife from my dad. Yeah. That had that burl handle, uh -huh. whatever else. That was my deer knife, you know. <clears throat> so I'd put all my deer hunting stuff in the back of the car and I would just kind of like throw stuff in the back, you know. Did you lose it? I did for a while. And I didn't know that I had lost it. And so I got a text from Jody Boy. Okay. With a picture of my dad's knife. And he goes, is this yours? Did you lose it? And I'm like, I didn't think that I did. But, uh, but I obviously did. And this was in like the end of February, beginning of March. Uh-oh. How rusty is it? It was bad. Like salvageable at all? It was it was bad. I have I have the knife. I don't know what happened to the sheath. Okay. Uh but all I know is that around Christmas time I dropped a whole bunch of wrapping paper and boxes and cardboard and whatever else over at their burn pit. And when I was unloading all that stuff, uh, the knife must have came out of the back of the car. And then he proceeded to drive it over a whole bunch with his skid loader with the bucket down. Uh -oh. So I still have the knife. It's You still have yours for Mitch, though, right? Yes. Yeah, the one that I got. The one from your right. as your dad's. I still have my I, I have the knife. Don't have the sheath. Got it. It's a bit rough. I mean, I could sharpen it and use it. It's not the sure, blade's not sure. jacked up, like the handle's a little bit, you know. <clears throat> but I still have the one that my dad bought me from Mitch. Sure. When I was 12, 13, 14, maybe. I still have that one. That one's cherry. I haven't used that one in quite a few years now. I still have that one. So, so. And I have another Mitch knife that I had made, the dagger. Oh, yes. Did I ever show you that one? I believe so. Do you have a hatchet from him too? No, you never. Got no, it. I do have the hatchet. He was in the process of building that hatchet when he passed away, and I got the hatchet from Rose, his wife. Got it. The year maybe after. So it's it's actually usable. It's not finished. Like the handle's kind of rough yet. He had the rough sure. shape of the handle, but he didn't have the cap on the end of it. Like it's totally usable, but. <clears throat> The hatchet that I ordered from him when I was oh <laughs> 20, probably I was 20. And he was like, Oh, I gotta find a blank. And then he years and years and years finally he found a blank for it. And he was like, Oh yeah, I, I found you a blank. And then every year for you know deer camp, I'd how's that how's that hatchet going? I, I you know I I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. So, of course, here he dies. He finally starts working on it. At least he started working on it, though. I have it. You have, you have something. Yes, I have it. I sharpened it. It works. You can cut stuff with it. Well, that's all that matters. So, it's, yeah. Mitch was a staple at girls' camp. You grew up with Mitch. I've, yeah, I knew Mitch 
I mean, as long as I can remember. I knew him. Me and your dad went way back. Y'all stayed at the same resort. Yeah, in summer. We stayed at the same resort. He fished the Muskie Tournament. That's in his name now. Uh, Is it in his name or is the trophy in his name? There is a – don't quote me on it. They don't – it's more like a sportsmanship kind of award. Got it. So, like, if you do something good – during the tournament, like someone's boat breaks down and you tow them back to sure. the boat landing, you're obviously taking time out of your tournament fishing time to help somebody else. So they kind of have an award. So if you do a a good deed, it doesn't have to be necessarily be for somebody else that's in the tournament. But, sure, sure. Because um, he won that, didn't he? Twice? Twice. Yeah. He won it in 91 and 93, I think. How'd that tournament go for you this year? Well, the same that it's gone for me every other time <laughs> that I have fished it. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Great day pre-fishing. Can't put it together on tournament day? No, we had a trash day of pre-fishing. Mm. Our pre-fishing was cut short by a f- bad trolling motor battery. And I said, if I'm going to replace one trolling motor, I don't even know at that point. I didn't know what what, what was even bad. Sure, right. Your trolling motor just stopped. Twenty four volt system, so there's two batteries. So I'm like, well, it's only as good as your weakest battery. So replacing right. one I'm doesn't like, make sense. I'm on. I'm like, I can tell I'm on twelve volt. Like it's still got some power, but not all of it. Sure. So, at four forty five on a Friday, in the Northwoods. I'm calling places going, do you have group 27 trolling motor batteries? Yes. And we close at five. Well, I'm still in the water. I can't get there by five. So luckily I found a place in St. Germain that took my credit card information. Left a couple batteries out back for you. They said, come pick them up. We'll leave them outside the door with a receipt. Perfect. So I was uh, new batteries. Get them on the truck. Get, get them hooked up to the onboard. Get them, get them good and ready for the next day. I did, and that was the end of our issues. But pre-fishing was not good. The first day, the first ten minutes of the tournament were good. We had one take a swipe at a, my partner's bucktail at boat tide, and that was that was as good as we were going to get right there. That's and it's a day and a half turning. Sixteen hours of fishing. And you're chucking big baits. 16 hours of fishing, and we had one fish that he says was probably undersized to take a swipe at it, and that was that was it. That's rough. It was rough. That is a it rough. Was, that that's a lot of. I mean, I mean, I've had slow days on the water bass fishing tourneys, not of the kayak. But I mean, you're not chucking them giant baits and that's a, all day. And that's a good lake. I mean, it's. I know there's a lot of fish in that lake. Like last year, we didn't connect with one, but we had follows consistently all day long. Enough that like just, it, you know, it kept you going. We had four, four different fish that we were bouncing back and forth and trying to, trying to catch, but we can never connect on any of them. But this year it's like, where's, where's, fish? where's everything at? And it wasn't a it wasn't a weird year. I feel like temperature wise was pretty. Strange. No, it should have been good. Right. It should have been really good. But I mean, the temperature was dropping really consistently through September. Like 
no super big drop offs no. or anything. Yeah, should have been good, but weird. Whatever. That's just my luck with that tournament. I don't know why I continue to fish it, but nostalgia. Good time. Is it? <laughs> Is musky fishing ever a good time? Is it? <laughs> I, I don't mind. I, I I expect to not catch stuff when I go musky fishing, but. When you have to fish on Saturday for 10 straight hours and you don't really see much. Right. And that one fish within the first 10 minutes, it's like, we took a break at right around noon. We sat in the boat for like five or 10 minutes, ate cheese and sausage. Did you order pizza on the water? No. See, no, that's no. where you went wrong. I don't think the random like pizzeria delivers up St. Germain. We've done that before. We have. Though. We have. So... We were night fishing on a, on a local lake. It, it, it's known for musky fishing. And I was hungry. So I ordered pizza from the local pizzeria. And I'm like, can you deliver it to the boat dock? Wait, what? I'm like, I'll meet you at the boat ramp. Just flash your lights when you get there. And we rolled over there, grabbed a pizza, threw the driver a big tip. And then we went out back night fishing, yep. throwing bucktails. Remember what we caught that night? No, yeah, nothing. nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that was our first attempt out there really trying to hit it on the night boat. Yeah. I think we tried it one other time just like that. was my old Alumacraft. That was a fun little boat. Yeah. That's a good little boat. That's a good little boat. But anyway, now I'm done with fishing. I put the boat away. Trent, you got to be sad. I didn't winterize it yet, but it's. Not in our possession anymore. It's over at my mother-in-law's house. And if we wanted to go fishing, if we got a nice day in October, it was warm, we could go grab it. We could go do something. But <clears throat> Trent's a big Trent's a big man. He loves the bass. Yeah, he's a bass man. What, what's your favorite? What's your favorite lure right now? Mm. Like if you had to pick one lure, like I got to catch a bass, what am I going to throw? Popper. A popper. Whoa. Are we talking? Oh, hold on. So he does a lot of Wade River fishing for smallies. This 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 guy here, Wade and Rivers for Smallies. So, is that your river bait or your lake bait? Like, I want to know your main river bait right now. Like, if you if you're gonna go out on the river, prime time, what are you throwing? Googan squad popper. Googan squad popper. All right. What about the lake? Um, probably wacky. Wacky. Oh, you can't yeah. go wrong with the wacky. What, what color? Watermelon. Watermelon, red flake, in a yum dinger. Yum dinger. You gotta have the dinger. I'm a fan of the dinger. Mm -hmm. Who's you, not a fan of the dinger? I mean, there's people that are like, you know, it's got like that perfect sink rate. Yamamoto's, you know, the I've never used them because I'm not paying eight bucks for a right. bag of plastic baits, but I'm but, sure they're good. But but I mean, I've thrown tons of different stick baits, tons of different like. I've tried a bunch, yeah. That dinger's just got that. For me, it's got the right sink. That rate. right fall, yeah. It's got I know. that right fall rate. It's not too slow, but it's not too fast. It's just. I, I, I am a little shocked though that Trent didn't say a Ned rig because I know he's a Ned rig guy. Oh, he can slam on the river with a Ned. You oh give, yeah. You give him a tenth ounce Ned head and a TRD. I don't even care what color. Or uh, what's the other? Not the TRD. What's the other one we use? The Sakushi bug. Yeah, that 10, one. 10,000 fish sakushi bug. That one's a good one. That one lights him up, too. We did some fishing this year. Yeah. We caught some fish. 
I caught some on the jig and worm. I introduced you. You got to see the jig and worm in action this year. And you, caught, and you caught a rod. I did. I caught a rod. What did you do with that thing, Still by in the my way. house. Still it's in my house. Right. I haven't cleaned it up or anything yet, but that was a really slow day in the water, and it was a struggle boss. And it was windy uh -huh. as hell. And, like, I kind of stumbled onto a little bit of a pattern. It was a weed edge, and they wanted it deep and slow. And, like, a bigger profile worked better than a smaller profile. And, like, we were coming back to the boat launch, and I thought I had a decent fish on it. And it turns out it's this ultra, like, crappie rod. Mm -hmm. And this thing had to have been down there for years. It was pretty crusty. Like barnacles. Pretty crusty, yeah. Barnacles. Barnacles. But that was a new species for me. <laughs> I can't say that I've ever can't say that I've ever done that. When we talk about a needle in a haystack, like right? How many rods and reels are on the bottom of a lake and then to actually snag one with you had a Texas rigged worm on, didn't you? I think so. You didn't even have a hook exposed. <laughs> I mean, that's how slow I was dragging, though. I mean, they they like they wanted that super slow. Oh, yeah. More Subarus out there. <laughs> Hear that Boxster engine? Well, yeah. Oh yeah, they're, they're getting after it. Yeah. I want to see the big white bars up front. Like I yeah. feel like it, maybe we should answer the old ramp, the built to serve. It's yours, so yeah, I, I, I approve this. <laughs> I approve it. That's that's fine. Not gonna take the heap. No. Uh no. No, I mean that's it makes beat enough as it is now, but yeah, we we could take I, I just love that conversation coming home after I bounced it off a tree into the into the Jeep. I can't wait to hear your mom on that one too. Like, my son was in the back and you bounced it off a tree. What, when I smashed the front? No. If we entered the ram right oh. now, you know I'd bob that thing up into a tree. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. Trent's flying around the back seat. Well, just hit it where I already smashed it into that concrete embankment. There you we're, go. We're fine then. There you go. I mean, it's, it's fine. But anyway. Yeah. Tomorrow, hopefully. We did some scouting today. Hopefully we get a break in the weather. Hopefully it's not rain, sleet, snow, gross, wet. Yuck. Hopefully tomorrow it's better and we can hunt a little bit drier. Tomorrow's supposed to be the good day. Yeah. Because Sunday night everything changes up here. Yeah. Because it yeah. might be October, but we're talking one to three <laughs> inches of snow Sunday night and three to five last I looked Monday morning. Yeah. So yeah. 40 inches of snow? Yeah. That's, that's going to so change things. Yeah, I think... Tomorrow's going to be the day. I think mm -hmm. tomorrow's going to be the best of the weather days. And we'll, uh, we did some scouting today and found some areas that we think look pretty tasty. And you don't know until you run the dog through them. Right. Right. We run, we've gone to places all the time where we're like, this looks. We're looking at different age cuts. Super we're good. And then you run the dog through and you're like, it should have been awesome. What right? What wasn't here? Like yeah. that's the hard part. Like what wasn't there? Because grouse live in such a small area, and they need multiple habitats in that one area. Right. So it's not just one necessary age growth. You need old growth. You need new growth. You need the you need like the pollinator areas where you get a lot of bugs for the broods. Small home range. Right. That... I mean, when I was at the Rough Grouse Society camp, they're saying it's about twelve acres. Is what that is like. 
They originally said like isn't... four to like forty, but now they're like they're really saying like yeah, it's like really roped itself down to about twelve acres. They figure. Okay. That's a tiny area to get I all the if habitat. That twelve acres changes though year to year. That I didn't have. That's you know like if you start and you hear like here's your well obviously you're born. Right. You're with your your brood brood you know and then. In fall, the brood breaks up and everybody kind of goes their separate ways and you establish your own home area. But, like, how does that home area, I wonder, I don't know the answer to it, but how does it change year to year? Like, for one year, you might live in that 12 acres. But then, obviously, as the forest ages, change. Right, as the forest ages, they have to rotate. They have to rotate. You would think, like, you're going to rotate from, okay, right. this cut's too old, now I'm going to move. I'm gonna go walk over here, and like this is now my. Mm -hmm. my that's I, I don't and I don't know what I don't the either. answer is to that one, but I can't imagine so they set up shop. Episode. Yeah, I can't imagine they set up shop in one 12 acre parcel and they're like this come hell or high water. This is where I'm right, at. Right, they're not gonna age up. They're, if the forest starts to age oh. out, they're gonna have to move. Right, but still, even like if you get that right 12 acres where you have that old habitat, that new habitat, you've got the the brooding areas, you've got the like. Because from what I've read, like them young birds, like and like um, John from Rough Grouse Society was even on the show, and he's like, those those young grouse eat a lot of bugs, so they need areas where there's bugs and stuff like that. Like that is a diverse habitat mm -hmm. in a very small area. Yeah, I mean the grouse. I think I read one time like how many different plant species a grouse will actually consume, and like it was crazy. It was like. I want to say it was like 60 or 70 different plant species that a grouse can consume. Not, And that's not even including like them out foraging and scratching and picking bugs and whatever else, like, you know, more like a chicken right. would kind of do. I mean, they're kind of optimistic where they'll eat bugs, they'll eat plants, they'll eat, you know, whatever. I think they is, is plentiful for them, especially up here. I mean, it's not like they're pheasants where they can go eat picked corn, you know, right. corn that fell out of the combine or, you know, grain that never made it off the field or whatever else. Like, these birds up here, like, they're diver like, like they've got to survive. And, like, I think they're pretty well adapt to, okay, I can eat this at this time of year. I can eat that at this, you know. I mean, I know, like, spru like spruce eat a ton of crickets. You find it, like, I know they hammer, like, bugs like that. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like in a like in a rough, I've seen berries, I've seen clover, I've seen bugs. Yeah, when you a lot of a lot of greenage in there. Uh, catkins from mm -hmm. uh, from like birch trees, acorns. I mean, they can eat a lot of they can eat a lot of stuff. But so, like every time I shoot a a grouse, which is embarrassingly not often. <laughs> for the amount of birds we move we should but we should i always i always cut the crop open because i'm like what are these things eating right and that's why like i really like when possible like today i'm really disappointed we didn't get one on the ground because i like to cut that crop open and confirm like why yeah. are they here like were they is this a transition area we found them in were they moving from roost to food or were they actually yeah feeding it's here? always nice to see what's in there see what what they're what they're feeding on and then uh Oh, we got a a bear coming stretch. out of a big stretch. We got here. a bear coming out of Come the here. den. Hi, tired dog. Tired dog. Miss Pippa is in the house. Oh, look at this. Another burr. Ticker burr. Burr. Oh, that's great. Yep. Yeah. We hunted an area that's pretty grassy, and 
That took me a good solid 30 minutes to clean her up. You find any ticks on her? I did not. She had a bunch on her when we, I'm ran, sure that, she... when we ran that last place. They were in that. I'm sure they were in that grass. Yeah. yeah. No, I combed her out real good. And normally, it, like, I get a lot when I comb her out. Yeah. I'm going to spray her down real good. Yeah, I, I sprayed her pretty good. Actually, when we put her in the car, I sprayed her head because I, I could see five of them on her head. And I'm like, we'll just spray those right that is, away. And... That is the hard thing with her and her fur. It is really hard for me to see ticks on her. Like oh, the, brown dog and a tiny little brown. See, on Bandit, I could, like that short hair on Bandit, I could see him pretty easily. On her, it's hard. It's yeah, hard. Bandit had that stiff, bristly lab right. where you can kind of go against the grain and you can make a stand up and you can kind of see. Because right. he had real light, light skin underneath. And yeah, you could just kind of and see. They show up really well on her because. White dog. White dog, you know. White dog, black tick. Brown tick. Yeah. So she had, yeah, she had. I didn't find any on me. On her, but I did not find any on me, but at some point before. I'll do a good tick check. Bed, we should probably do a good tick check. Yeah, sure I don't think I really have any. You never know. You going to check yourself right, like right now? Right on camera? Right on camera? <laughs> yeah. We'll check. We'll check. I mean, I didn't. So, I didn't find any. Usually, I'll find them on my pants or my my. Right. Normally, I see them crawling up my like arm or something, or I'll crawl them up my leg. It's pretty rare I actually get them where they get to the point where they actually get under my layers. I didn't have a worm on me today, though. One of those weird tree worms. You know those oh, really those little, little thin ones? ones. What the hell are those? Those like silkworms? Those little inchworms? Oh, yeah, they're like these little tiny. Yeah. Thingy, yeah, they're you know? green, bright green. And it was like I could feel something on my neck, and I grabbed it, and I'm like. Oh. So, Worms. two weeks ago, up in the Price County area, uh-huh. I can't tell you the number of snakes I encountered. I lost count. Like out hunting? Uh-huh. Oh, shit. We get out at the first spot, which is where we moved all those woodcock. Okay. You know, I go walk to the corner and, like, you know, got a cup of coffee, got to go take a bathroom break. There's a snake between my legs. Like just little, like, garter snakes? Tons of garter snakes. Yeah. I've got, video, like, all over the campground. Like, just cruising. Like, everywhere I looked, there were snakes. It was crazy. I had to see at least 10. Snakes don't bother me too much. No, it, it didn't bother yeah, me at all, but it was, like, I'm it was not a, weird. I'm not a like, huge the fan number of I saw. Do you think that, do you think for Gross Camp, where we come up where they're at that point where they're starting to kind of. I'm thinking because it was warm. It was pretty, it was. Is a little warmer than I would have liked. I think they were trying to get their feed bag on before they put her to bed for the winter. That could be. I, you figure, I, like, I'm not a snake expert. You got to figure they got to put their feed bag on. I'm buying into that. Get a good big mouse before they put her down for the winter? You know, I don't think a garden snake's eating a mouse, but maybe. I would think so. What I else do you think they eat? I don't know. Voles? Moles? Voles? You never heard of the bowl? No, I know. I know the bowl. My cat just caught a bowl the other day. Bring your cat to my house because they tear up my lawn over the winter. You get that? Those little tracks through your grass? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Then we're out there raking and seeding. They like my rock wall. Yeah. Yeah, the cat caught a bowl a while back. She was proud. I should sit out there with my thermals in winter. See if I can't just shoot it with a BB gun. It seems like a poor use of your time. Not if you can sit there with some beer. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trent. Fair yeah. enough. What are you looking forward to tomorrow? Um, Do we have I, goals for tomorrow? Yeah, you got any goals? Well, first... I have one goal. I want I want all of us to put a grouse on the ground. We need to put a grouse only, on the ground. Only one of us. One, so, someone's, so someone's got to shoot a bird. I don't care if it's you, me. You? Yeah. Wait, hold on. hold on. Now you're hunting tomorrow? Maybe he'll punch one out of the air or something. You going to throw rocks? Maybe. Throw sticks? Yeah. Throw sticks. Maybe if you had a woodcock that flushed that we could hit if we would have had like a tennis racket or something. Oh, for sure. In fact, one of them that bandit flushed, I took a swing at with my gun barrel because <laughs> it flew so close to my head. So we need to bring you a fishing net. Maybe you can catch one. Fishing yeah, we need, yeah, we need to. We prop prop. It is like I, I God, I feel like I'm down at home instead of the UP. It's like nothing but. It just sounds like four cylinder Civics just. Running around here, fart cans and the oh, whole, yeah. the whole oh, yeah. shooting match. Rip that cat off, all nice and yeah. raspy. All right, so tomorrow we got to produce a dead bird. Yes, it's got to be a grouse, not a woodcock. Can it be a woodcock or does it have to be grouse? One of each. Any any kind. Any kind of bird. Any kind of bird. Right. Besides a turkey. Well, I don't have a turkey license. Sparrows. No. No, no sparrows. What about eagles? Mm, eagles are good. Yeah. That tastes like moon. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. Uh, Kidding. Someone, someone's calling Peter right now. I don't know what. How, how do you know what a loon tastes like? I don't know what eagle tastes like. But hold on, let's like. I don't know about eagle, but we, we, we can figure out loon pretty quickly. That was a because loon eat fish, and I can tell you every single duck that eats fish tastes like crap. And it tastes like a McGann's right. Right, that. exactly. So, even if loon was legal. Like I, no. Mmm, sawbill. Yeah. Yum. Yum. Snail. Yeah. Yeah, girl snail. I'm out. For sure. Eagle can't be much better. No. I mean, they eat roadkill and yeah, fish and who knows? Hawks? Who knows what else? Still out. Hawks. Yeah, no. I like birds that eat greenery. Yeah. I mean, you can tell, like, there's a big, like, like pheasant. You get that pinkish white meat grouse you get that pinkish white meat like woodcock you're starting to get into, like but now woodcock's also a migratory species so right. is that why it's that more red meat like a duck or you think it has, it to, has do to do with the makeup of the muscle fibers makes sense um how does that go 
comes down to like fast twitch and slow twitch muscles. Um, I forget which is. I think a grouse has a fast twitch muscle. Right. And a woodcock has a slow twitch muscle, like a duck yeah. or a goose. Welcome to Feather and Fur Biology. Your host, Steve Schaefer. Right. There, there's something <laughs> I. And I, I don't even know how I know this, honestly, but that's what makes up, that's what distinguishes what is white meat and what is red meat, like the actual, like the muscle fiber. It makes sense. And how much. And it makes sense. I mean, you're talking migratory birds, which normally have a redder meat versus mm -hmm. non-migratory birds, which is that whiter meat. Right. Basically, which makes sense. Birds that are built for stamina rather than speed have red meat. Sure. Birds like the grouse or the pheasant that are just made for those short bursts of just right. They're gone. Like that's white meat. Like chicken, the breast is real white because they don't really use their wings at all. Right. But the reds are but, with legs. But the are legs meat. are a little bit darker because they're constantly walking on them. Makes sense. There's some kind of connection between. Don't quote me on any of this. I don't know what the hell I'm. We're just sitting here. We're, we're drunk at this point. No. No, we're not drunk at this point. We'll be drunk later, maybe at a point, but probably oh, for sure. That'll happen. Not yet, though. But there no, is... we got to drive yet tonight. Like yeah. we, we've been, we've been pretty mellow. We've been pretty on our best behavior actually since we've got here. I, I think that's because there's a young one with us. Even the first night, usually the first Trent, night you're is... slowing us down. Yeah, even usually the first night is a bit, yeah, rough. Yeah, we've had some good first night experiences. But like... we didn't even we didn't do that. No. Last night, though, I mean, we had a couple, couple beers. I sipped a little bit of scotch. Yeah, we, have, we got some scotch. I got, got into the whiskey. got into the single malt a little bit. But otherwise, we've been, we've been on our best behavior, right? I'm trying to give this guy a good impression. Huh. Once you turn twenty-one, it's all over. Oh gosh, that good luck. Good luck. We'll be pouring. We'll be pulling you out of bed as you're a puddle. Mm -hmm. You're laughing. Totally. I've been that puddle before. That was that was a duck hunt opener in the northern opener. <laughs> that is yes, I can confirm that. I can't believe I wasn't puking over the side of the canoe as I was paddling. I remember you going to breakfast and ordering bread. White toast <laughs> with no butter. I did order I did order pancakes to go. You did, and you ate them later, and you were a trooper. You made it out there. That was rough. It's a good thing that that was back when it was a 9 a.m. opener. If that had been a normal opener, yeah. I don't know. It was the rum bucket that did you in. Oh, yeah. The rum bucket that you were like, hey, we should buy this rum bucket. <laughs> uh, good time. Uh, that was with that was with Brad, me, and Uncle Chad. You know, Uncle Chad could drink like a wet fish. He was just. Yeah. But us, you beat us to the your problem was you beat us to the bar by a lot. Yeah, because you took like the weirdest route ever. And, like no, you want us going you, east instead of west. You left before us and you got there earlier than we did. No, like you were supposed to be there an hour before you got there. There was something about construction, the road was closed because you went up through Green Bay. It's just like no, you, you went a different route. That's just your opinion, man. No, you went a different route. Any rate, I didn't. <laughs> Whatever, but that was a good weekend. That was that fun. was a fun weekend. That was fun. Then we stole those people's blind that we didn't know about. Yeah, and they got all maddens. 
We weren't even sitting in the blind. We weren't even sitting in the blind. We were like 50 yards from it. We I would it. have sat in the blind if I would have seen it. Here we are building a duck blind out of nothing when there's one that was already made 50 yards from us. And we're all set up and they walked up and they're all they were they were hot. And all we shot was sawbills. Right. There was like we shot a couple good. we shot a couple of McGansers and that was it. It's not like we stole this honey hole of a spot where we were just whacking woodies and mallets no. and whatever else. It, was it looked like it had been good. It did look and good. we went in the most backwards way. I mean we saw a lot of birds, but and then you got Chad with the big soot. Like that were that was ruddy. I remember that was the weekend that we came up and he had just put them bigger tires on and him and her out in the front. Him and Art in the front with your dad's saws all cutting away in her fender, so they stopped running. Rubbing. Yeah. <laughs> they still rubbed after that. After he cut them all off, they still rubbed. <laughs> uh, I bet you those tires are still on that vehicle right now, and they probably still rub. Probably. That's Derek's now. Is it? No. Awesome. Yep, Derek's got the big diesel. Yeah, buddy. That's... He doesn't have his license yet, but he's 15. Like he'll get it, he'll get it pretty soon, and that's That'll fit him for sure. And that's that's his ride. Yep, Mini Chad. That's all. He's been slamming the ducks this year. And the geese. They've been shooting a lot of geese. A lot of geese. A lot of doves. They did a lot of dove hunting this year, actually. They've been on birds. I'll give them, they've been on birds. Yep, they did a lot of dove hunting. Um, yeah, he did, him and his, he's got a group of. He's got a crew. He's yeah. got a crew. Three, four guys that go out, and I mean, I love it. I told uh, my buddy Jason last weekend. I go, we gotta get, we gotta get Derek in the layoff boat. Oh yeah, like, we gotta get him up to Green Bay and like get him yeah, for sure. And, like get him a canvas bag or you know get him some something like that. I think he'd, he'd bluebill, golden <clears throat> eye. He'd probably she get all the squaws. Knock that squaw off his list right away. Squaws. <laughs> Why? Fish in a barrel, man. <laughs> what challenge he says? Uh, no, it's, it, it, apparently it is now. I haven't done it in quite a while, but apparently it is a challenge now. Because it was too easy and everybody started doing it, so now they're smart. Yeah, yeah. more or less. Everybody figured out. I mean, if you hunt squaws you in Wisconsin, like you kind of know how it works. You know where to go. And everyone figured out where to go, and the guides knew where to go, and the guides, it's an easy payday if you're a guide. Sure. Take three, four guys out there and go shoot their six birds, and you're done by 10 a.m., and give me my 600 bucks right. for your guide day. And But they only put up with that so long, and then they move, and then they move down. Keep moving down. Moving down. Yeah. They, either they move, migrate. They move down to you know, Waukegan, or they move across the pond over to lower Michigan, or they sometimes they head north and they go up that way up in Dora County, and they only put up with all that pressure for so long. Sure. And now it's it's not like it, not like it was. And from what I understand, when I was doing it, when I was doing it, I was told it wasn't what it was. And now it really isn't. And now what it, was. it really isn't what it was. When I started doing it, they were still dumb enough where you could take your hat off and you could go, "Hey," <laughs> you could flag them like geese. <laughs> Apparently, they're 
a little smarter now. I guess you can't do that anymore. And maybe at certain sure certain times of the year you get the right new birds. They don't congregate much in that one area. Sure. Anymore, I won't say where that area is because right, it's already seeing too much pressure. But if you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. If you don't know, know, because I know. If you don't know, yeah. You know that because the way that it is. <laughs> because the way it is. <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Trent. So you want to see a bird tomorrow? Yeah. He's got a, we got to put a bird on the ground. He wants a yeah. bird in the hand. We'll put it in your game bag. He's going to get that bloodied up. Yeah, you got to carry the weight around. And uh, You know, maybe we should start having him carry our shells so we don't have to carry them. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll really like lighten up our vests. What's that look for? I mean, mine's getting a little bit lighter now, but you know, I'm surprised. Been up here now for 24 hours, yeah. And you've been the biggest trash talker in the Northwoods, and I've heard like nothing out of you. He just, you're, you're a bit of a talker. He likes to yeah. chirp. He can chirp he, with the best of them. He can. I'll give him that. He can chirp. Yeah, oh, yeah. he'll chirp you all day. Totally, but. He's just taking it all in, I think. That's awesome. He's, like It's awesome to have him here for his first girls' camp, carrying on traditions. You can see how you get to see the shenanigans now in person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, this, is what I've, this is what I've done for the last 12 years when I left you and Mom and Anna, and I would go up to the Northwoods. This is, well, not the podcast, but this is what I, yeah, this is this little... is what I would do. We would drink beer and whiskey and eat good food and Catch fish, try to shoot birds. Go walk around in the woods. And aside from all the Subarus that are driving by, this is a first. <laughs> this is a first. We picked Rally Weekend. Oh my gosh. It's like every five minutes there's. Oh no. Uh, <clears throat> I can't wait to listen back to see if I can hear this. Hear them. <laughs> I, can't, I can't imagine. Probably not. Probably wouldn't be able to, but. Well, are you, what do you want to see tomorrow? Me? No, you already answered. You want to burn your head? You. Me? Yeah, you. What do I want to see? Uh, what do I want to see? I want to see my dog run for as long as she did today. I'm at that point with my dog. We're like just going out there and being able to hunt one more year. Because I mean, we talked about that before, where I've said the last two or three years, like, right. this has got to be your last year. And every year I come up and I'm like, maybe she's got one more year in her. And, uh, you know, she's a bit more, she's a bit slower now. She's a bit more maybe methodical. Methodical is a good thing in the girls' woods, so especially in um, wet conditions like we had today. Mm-hmm. But she's Easy to not, run birds over. Yeah, she's not the ball of fire that she used to be. But she still ran. I, I can't ask much more out of it. 13-year-old dog than what we got today. I mean, no. she did everything that we wanted her to. Even if she could have ran more this afternoon, the conditions were so bad. Like, she could have went more, but oh, I, for sure. I didn't want to go anymore. I was wet. Like, soaking wet. Everybody's like, wet. If I turn the camera around, like, you can kind of see a little bit of stuff hanging here. That wall over there is nothing but clothes hanging yep. by the fire pit. We've got nothing but clothes hanging all over this. Like, there's... There's clothes. There's guns broken yep. down, drying. Like, like it is yeah, nothing but wet. Chaps, pants, coats, vests, gloves on the furnace. 
boots by the furnace. There's boots on the dryer. There's gloves trying to. I, it, yeah, I it's mean, everywhere. everywhere you look around this place. Like there is. I mean, it's, it is really nice that they have so many hooks in here just for that. And thank yeah. God, because if there was not all, uh, there's literally, I don't even know how many nails and hooks are on these walls around here, but like, and it's all for hangers a lot. For which sure. Is, which is great because if we didn't have this, like, I don't even know what the hell we would do. No, and I didn't bring a drying rack. In the camper, I have a drying even rack. Even if we had a drying rack, like we're not putting three people's right. worth of that's that true. stuff on a drying we rack. We struggled with two people's worth of stuff that one year. So that's kind of like the nice thing about these cabins. Like there's so many places to hang things. And it's so dry in here right now that everything is. I know. Can you imagine if we didn't have this much wet stuff in here, how dry it would be? Yeah, everything's But that's that really old well school cabin. Like you just have that with, <clears> the, with the with the furnace going right here in this small little wood space. I mean Yeah, this place is awesome. I mean I, I couldn't have asked for like a, a cooler like grouse camp experience. Just like super cool place. I, I definitely see us coming back here. And, and it's always great to support like local business doing this up again. here. And then they're friends of mine, so it's even better to support their business, support their endeavor. Yeah, and like I haven't met Jen, but like Tim is a—he's a super cool dude. Like he was over here for a couple hours last night shooting the breeze with us, and like just a super down to earth, cool, right? You know, great. I mean, great dude. You know, I—he's got a good little business going on up here. Agreed. You know, and it's kind of in the middle. Of, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're in the UP. Once you get in the UP, you're in the middle of nowhere. <clears throat> but but it's a sweet little hunting cabin. It is. And he's got, what, four? There's, what, four cabins? There's four or five motel rooms and four cabins. Right. So, so you got cabin one, six, seven, and eight. Yeah. And then there's got to be two through, so there's four motel rooms, four cabins. <clears throat> yeah, cool setup, though. I mean. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And normally it's really quiet here, unless it's Rally Car Weekend. <laughs> <laughs> right, and all that's here right now, like pretty much everybody that's here right now is Grouse Hunters. Which is crazy. Like it's it's this weird, like we pull up and like there's setters running around everywhere. There's like- There's a Gordon out there. Look at mine, there's, there's four English setters here. There's a Gordon setter. Brittany. There's a Brit. My Griff. Um, there's a GSP. Your Griffon. 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 <laughs> yeah, GSP. What do those guys have over there? They had a setter and what else? I think that's a GSP. GSP over there? Yeah. Yeah, like everybody's grouse hunting and like everybody that we've talked to so far, like they're all super cool. They're all super nice. Like they're more than willing to come over and like, hey, where are you guys from? Like, right. you got a good looking dog or, you know, whatever the cases it's pippa did great with a setter which was pippa did great with that younger setter mm -hmm. which is awesome as a big stride for her like that's my great like we moved birds today which was awesome we had a great day 
watching her play with a two-year-old puppy though like without or with how she normally is around other dogs was like super like yeah. maybe there's hope for me to bring another dog into my household yeah because we both need to think about that we do we do we, we're both running older pups and it's gonna <clears throat> time's gonna come quicker than we want i know unfortunately we're gonna have to replace these to it some, some point. point no good and I'm stuff. still I'm still trying to figure out what the hell I want to do for another dog. There's so many different breeds out there. Like, like I know people that love staying with the same breed. I get that. Like I'm that like I kind of feel that way, but at the same time, I'm like, we were talking the other day. I'm like, I might only have four dogs left in my life. Like, <clears throat> do I want to hunt over the same like or do I want to experience some different breeds? I don't know. I, I same thing. Like, you know, I love my setter. I mean, she's been great. I've gotten 13 years out of her. For me, doing very minimal training, she's been really good. But there's also a part of me that's like, what if I get a GSP? Right. What if I go away from the pointing breed and what if I do a Springer? What if I do a, you know, I mean, what if I go to a, you know, a Brit? I don't know. So many dogs. I, I mean, I'm looking hard at a poodle pointing meter. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm freaking out, man. I don't know what to do. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, and I, I overanalyze everything, and I'm like, I don't. I don't know. Luckily, I'm, I'm not. I mean, a Brit's on my list. Also. I'm not I mean, in the Griff market like, right now, so I've got time to kind of. But I'm also like, it bothers me when I'm in my mind where I'm like that indecisive. Because right, I, I want to, I want to settle on something so I can go. Okay, like this is the direction that I'm going. Right, that focus. And right now I'm like, because ah. I can't even make up my mind between a flusher and a pointer. <laughs> like I'm that messed up in my head right now where I'm like, I don't know, because I, I go back to Bandit and I go, you know, with the lab, like the power lab, you know, just tear assing around there in the, in the bushes and, you know, like I mean, there you, always knew when, you always knew when Bandit hit the ground, like, there was no stone left unturned. Like, right. He did not was, miss a bird. There was bird. He was finding it. You know. And having that strong retrieve drive was amazing. Yeah, it's hunting dead and whatever else. Yeah, with the pointer, you get you get more range. You can let him cast a little you bit. Let him breathe. Let him cast as far as you're comfortable. You know, letting them go, especially if they're decent and they they'll hold point. You know. Mm -hmm. But. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I just, I don't know. My dogs, like, you can't even hear me. And you're looking at me right now going, you're not even talking about replacing me. <laughs> mine, mine is legit like, passed, passed out. It's like she heard me and she's like. Mine's over there dreaming and twitching. Me. Yeah, just, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Head on my pillow, huh? I'm excited for some dog work tomorrow. Watching the dogs work, that's my favorite part of all this. And it'll be good. I mean, I always enjoy these four to five days we have up here together. I'm excited Trent's here. Like, I'm really excited that you get to experience this. I'd like to stretch it out a little bit longer again. Because for a while we did five days. Right. Or we'd come up on like a what we come up on like a Wednesday night, or we'd I think come so. up on a Thursday night, we stay up till Tuesday or something. So, I don't know. But then I got to take you out of school for that many more days. And... I don't know. 
I'm we'll just, we'll, we'll assess kind of education. We'll different assess kind of this year, see how this year goes. Well, you know, I'm really happy that I get to do this. That's I, I do not want you to go. Look, I've been waiting for the right time where I'm like, I, I didn't want you to come up too early. Because if you came up too early, you're walking through the woods and you're like, this sucks. I'm getting hit in the face with branches. I'm wet, cold. I said, I got to wait till he's perfect age. Right at that age where I'm like, okay, now he's ready. Now and, you now can go. And, and this is your warm up and now, year. And now you're there. Now, you're, now you can come. Because you're 11? Yeah. So this is your warm up year. Yeah. So I think next year we'll put you through Hunter Safety. So actually, next year at this time, you could be out there carrying a gun. And then you can be responsible for putting up your own bird in your own game bag. Maybe maybe I, here, maybe I won't even bring a gun. Maybe I'll put all the pressure on you. Like, you're putting all the pressure on me this year. <sighs> That's a silly talk. The more guns, the better. We can't shoot birds as it is. This is true. And one more gun, we I mean, eventually I'm going to buy a Sia 12 with it's a 20. Just, it's eventually gonna... I'm going to buy a Sia 12 with that 25 round magazine, so I can just da, 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 put enough light in the mirror. Eventually something's going to fall. As long as you're not shooting a woodcock. <laughs> Three shots. This is only. true. Three true. shots only. Put that plug in. I'll be strictly grouse hunting at that point. Grouse only. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know any rule. Is full auto legal? I have to look into that. I don't think you can hunt with anything full auto. Probably not. Probably not. But that's about what it's going to take for me to put some... For me to get a limited grouse, it's probably going to take a full auto with a 25 meg. And like four dogs on the ground. You know, I'm not one to like... <laughs> you know, judge my success on like limits. No, not at all. But I would at some point in my life like to shoot a five bird limit of grouse just so i could look back at it one day and go yeah i was i was fucking on that day oh white hi. dog's coming out hi and white dog I'm what's up you remember. do you need me to move over are you gonna come join us yeah are you going to join us <laughs> She's like, okay. Yeah. You just wanted my beer, didn't you? <laughs> like, you are such a twerp. What are you doing here? Hi. Well, we've got a new member. A fourth to the live stream. And a, and a burr. We got a burr in there. <laughs> All right. Burr. Well, at any hope. All right. Hopefully tomorrow is going to be. Tomorrow's going to be good. Tomorrow's going to be good. The dogs are getting antsy. more successful. And now we've got the bear up again. Yep, now Pippa's up. So, so probably about time to let them outside. And Yeah, I think they got to pee. I'm, for the, I'm, this is fun. Doing a live from Grouse Camp. Is a first, this was a first. I might have to do it every year now. We might. We might. We just might. I think so. To everybody that tuned in tonight, as always, <clears throat> always appreciate you listening to my show. Wouldn't do it if you guys didn't. Um this will be up tomorrow for all the podcast listeners if you missed this live. And until next time, keep chasing that experience.
Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Finn. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddleandfin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures. Your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jig Masters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.